0: Thank you for joining our conversation on Wow Whispering. I am your host, Diane A. Kern, and it is delightful to be with you. Wow is spontaneous, open, expressive. Whispering is intimate, still, receptive. In our modern age, moments rush in or away like quicksilver. Do we even make the time to savor a wow or reflect on a whisper, to notice and value such gifts? We're ready to do just that with you right now I am so happy to be with all of you here today thank you so much for lending your ears and lending your energy and I have a wonderful guest I'm gonna say her name and ask her to say a quick hello and then I'm gonna tell you a few secrets about her Zach Laotis how are you this morning
1: I'm fantastic. How are you doing, Diane?
0: Oh, I'm just so great. Well, we have one of those sunny days happening, so here we are, and we are connecting, and we are so excited to have people listening in, and let's see what we can create together, shall we?
1: Absolutely. Let's do this.
0: I love it. So for those of you who have not yet met Zach, well, here's a treat. You're going to get to do that today, and I want to share with you a little bit about Zach's background. And by the way, she is a multi-talented person she's a spiritual teacher an intuitive advisor healer speaker and a human oh i love that you put that right in there how great is that now very early on at the age of three zach encountered her first spirit and you know she had a hard time expressing herself and started to feel a little confused and misunderstood and this carried throughout her teenage life well like so many folks you know we kind of go inside Then in her early 20s, Zach said, well, I'm just going to party like a rock star. And she was really searching for a piece of herself. And the usual things we do when we're partying with the buzz of the moment. And all of that brought maybe temporary relief, but really the long-term effect of unworthiness and disconnect was, was still there within. Now, she continued her journey to really look within and look without. And today she teaches men and women how to live an empowered life as they tap into their higher consciousness, creating infinite possibilities while staying authentic to who they truly are. And she's helped many people through depression to enlightenment, from confusion to clarity, by teaching spiritual principles and universal laws. And in the midst of your suffering, that's where the best lessons can come from. And that's exactly what ignites Zach when it comes to empowering men and women through life's obstacles. Now, Zach, she's been on a spiritual journey her whole life, uncovering many parts of herself. She's here with us today. So Zach, as you hear me kind of recap your life and and you look at where you are now and where you're jumping off to, does it bring anything to mind that you'd like to open the conversation with?
1: Yeah, it's so funny that you're saying that I'm listening to you say this bio of mine and It kind of reminds me of, wow, you've come a long way, girl, like (laughs) from the sex and drugs and the booze to partying, to not sleeping, to now going, oh my God, I'm going to bed it's 8 p.m., you know, and really it's a journey. It was a huge journey. So pretty proud of myself (laughs) for being able to go through the adversity and, and difficulties of life to, you know, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I say I'm human because a lot of my clients always remind me that I'm human too, because there's times I don't take a break. And just like a lot of other light workers out there, we forget about ourselves. It's like, let's go be human and play today. And that's why I have to remind myself at times, you are human. You do make mistakes. You do go through some difficult times. It's not all this positive vibes. I love to also awaken those thoughts that come to me that you know are so-called negative, but those are things that are coming up because they have to be addressed with myself. So yeah, it's really a huge, amazing journey that we continue going on.
0: You remind me of something that I have often said, which is life is a big laboratory experiment and, and we're the ones in it. While at the same time, we're doing our best to see, can I observe myself? Can I be in my life and also have some perspective or distance? And that's an interesting I want to say seesaw to try and balance. And, you know, you're trying to ride both ends of the seesaw. That doesn't always work, does it?
1: No, not always. But, you know, you start to become a good balance of it sometimes. You're like, ah, I know that feeling. I've been down that road before. What What, what is does that I have to learn now? Or what, do I, what is it that I need to let go of? Or... I might be going through an up-leveling here and this needs to disappear before I up-level. It's like blowing the roof off the house in order for you to like fly your rocket ship to the moon type of a thing. You know, that's all I can see right now as I'm saying this
0: to you. Sometimes you blow that roof off the house and oh my gosh, you now it's raining in here. <laughs> Other times... <laughs> It's like clear skies and sunshine and now I can build a second story and put something even more amazing into my life. So uh, your image is fantastic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I always say it's amazing what you could do when you get out of your own way and allow your heart to.
0: So that reminds me of something when we were talking about getting together today, Zach shared a wow and a whisper that I want to just presence here for everyone in the conversation, our listeners included. And what Zach said was about her. Wow. She said, you are stronger than you will ever recognize. Mm -hmm. That is quite a statement. So, so tell me what's inside that for you. What, what are you noticing about what prompted you to say that?
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's, Because I went through depression so many times in my life. It actually brings tears to my eyes to to Uh, even think of it, the amount of times that I went through it. But in that time of darkness, you think you're at your weakest, yet I found my biggest strength in that, to pull myself out of that darkness, to recognize how powerful I was, to making decisions that I thought I would never be able to make. So in that darkness, I found my light. In that darkness is a light. But sometimes we forget to bring attention to that light and we focus so much on that darkness. So I learned after my last bout of depression that, you know what, you sat in depression for two and a half years because you still needed to empower yourself in depression. And when it was time when I said enough is enough of a depression, I came out, my friends would say, You just came out guns a blazing. Like there was no stopping you. I said, Well, I spent two and a half years to get to know who I was that when I was ready to come out, there was no other way but to come out like I was running the race with life. And not even running a race, but marrying this race or this beautiful light with, with life in general. And, and that's why I always say in the darkest of your nights, you're always stronger, You know, or just that wow that I said. I, I keep on coming up with new ones, but it's true. So for anyone out there that's listening, if you're going through any darkness or any, I wanna say adversity or confusion, sit back, take a deep breath and, and really just see the light in that.
0: The image that's coming to me as you're saying this is the image that so many of us recognize, which is the difference between a caterpillar and a butterfly. Mm -hmm. And, and there's the larva, there's the, there's the caterpillar, there's the butterfly. And when the butterfly reaches the stage where it comes out, people don't look at it and say, Oh, there's a cocoon. There's a cocoon. There's a there's a um, caterpillar with wings. I said, there's a butterfly. So there's a major transformation. And really it's, a, it's an animal or it's a little creature that symbolizes for many, this idea of transformation becoming something very different. And you, so you sat in, you were able to be with what was a, a very interior process of discovery. And then when you were done, you, you really started to fly. Talk about you know, here's the roof coming off the house and the butterfly guys room to fly up.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. that's exactly what it turned out to be. It's like, you know, that transformational stage was the roof popping off and I was ready to take my rocket ship to the next level. and mm. And that's where I am today. It's like this glorious place. And I never thought in my wildest dreams that I could be here thinking about this without, I always found depression was a two year stint for me. So every two years I found I was going through depression. Now it's like, Oh, I know what this feels like. No, I'm not going back there. We divorced each other for good now. So there's no more cocooning. It's just the butterfly. Now we're just flying around.
0: And now you are literally flying around the world and starting to do retreats for folks that are not just where you live and work normally, but going to new places and, you know, really literally giving people a chance to move out of what I call not so much their comfort zone, but their familiarity zone and literally go somewhere new and different which sends interesting signals to us, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And it's so funny that you say that because I just got back from Nicaragua. I did a one week retreat there, the be bold, fierce, unstoppable retreat. And I came back and I chopped my hair and I was like, (laughs) well, something shifted in me. So if something shifted in me, I know it shifted in other people because I came back with a new perspective, a new knowingness, a deeper awareness. And you know, I was sitting in Nicaragua in the city of Managua, and I looked at my hair, and I'm like, no, you got to go. I called my hairdresser from Nicaragua and said, book me an appointment, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> and it was so transformative that you're in this unfamiliar place, you know, getting uncomfortable, trying to get a hold of your surroundings, trying to figure out you, and then all of a sudden, like you said, from that cocoon comes this butterfly in every stage of your life, and I, I came home you know, I've been home for four days now, and it's just like, got my hair done, got to program this, got to do this. And you know, it's just like, once you get into that momentum of flying, it's like, you know, I always use the analogy of a bird. A bird doesn't trust a branch, it trusts itself. If the branch rakes, the bird could fly away free.
0: Oh, my gosh, that's fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's exactly is it's so i always say be a bird be a bird i think my mom imprinted that in my head fly like a bird like she used to say that to me as a kid be, fly like a bird be free but it's so funny as i'd want to be free as a child she would always still hold me back in a cage so it's so funny how she had this be free like a bird but she held onto the cage so tight now it's like i'm a bird i don't trust the branch i, I threw the cage away and i am who i am so yeah, to have these transformative retreats, I get shifting and transform just as much as the clients do, and that's the beautiful part.
0: Yeah, and you're with them on their journey, so you are you're tracking not you know attacking your your personal journey of being the leader, being the guide, uh, mm-hmm. being the one who's created the safe space for people to be mm-hmm. taken care of, and you also have been invited by them into a very personal journey for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's about totally getting naked and raw with yourself, being truly transparent and authentic. And it's not about doing that for anyone else, but just yourself. So I always tell people like, get naked, get raw, be transparent, let go of all the burdens that you're holding on to. And I feel cutting off my hair. I was actually going to shave my head to be honest with you. (laughs) My hairdresser was like, no, stop. (laughs) <laughs> so taking a, a huge chunk of my hair off was that transformative stage of, you know, releasing all this weight
0: off of it. How so great is that? I bet your hair is feeling kind of perky and dancing and it looks fantastic. <laughs> I have the opportunity to have, I have a secret, invisible way to see Zach on this conversation. You all can just know that we're, uh, we're enjoying the fact that, you know, it's a fun thing with podcasts because people don't really see you. They hear you. And so yeah. they're hearing an experience that has some other dimensions to it. And what, I, what I'm reminded of is I'm not seeing our listeners either. So, you know, people could be, you know, they could be out on the beach, they could be in a room, they could be at work, they could be driving, they could be doing whatever. And so we all have these lives that are carrying on. We're all yeah. doing things, but something is connecting us with these beautiful sound waves, these patterns of sound and connection and conversation. And one of the, elements i say of the while whispering podcast my purpose in being here with you zach and with our, our listeners is to bring forward the heart of conversation
1: yes yes that's what we're missing these days is conversation social media has totally axed that part out in our life is that you know having that conversation i know people that don't even know how to start a conversation or hold a conversation because You know, it's not about like or unlike or give me a thumbs up. It's really about putting your heart and soul into the conversation. I feel this day and age, I feel bad for our youth right now because this is an art that's being robbed from so many people. And I love having that conversation. I love holding that space. And we learn so much from each other having a conversation. You know, you could write all you want on a post, but is it truly the conversation that you want to have? Or is it the conversation that you wish you could have? So it's like yeah. all these different things that come up with social media. And it's, social media is great because I've met a lot of people around the world and stuff like that. But it also dampers our soul to, to just stay so stagnant and, and looking at other people rather than looking within ourselves. Because I know a lot of people are like... Comparing themselves to others and I always tell people don't compare yourself to anyone because they're only putting out there what you want to see They're holding back on the things that are really going on
0: Well, the Buddhists say that we are an interdependent species and that simply means we really do need each other you know, there's the Buddha Dharma Sangha and the Sangha is stands for community as you know and community is considered to be the whole point of all the Buddha and the the Dharma to really get to a place of a space of being together and being able to be together
1: yes to embrace each other to hold each other to laugh but it's like it, it creates so many other emotions like just having this conversation yeah i feel like enlightened and you know it's just like my heart opens up it's like let's let's have this conversation diane right it's just like <laughs> so much rather than putting your face in a screen all the time especially when you're out for dinner with your friends and everyone's on the phone it's like put your phones down right now <laughs> you know converse with one another but it's true
0: I remember the first time I saw that I was in a restaurant that is is known locally as a place where people like to go to have face-to-face conversations it's been around for well the entire time I've lived in LA which is now 31 years and be, well before that it was already famous as a place for people in the entertainment business to go and have breakfast together and just see each other face to face well I was there one evening and I saw About eight folks, maybe in their 20s, 30s, hard to say, each one of them had a screen up in front of them, and they were in a booth, so they were in a sort of a semicircle. But nobody was talking with each other. They were all on their screens. They were probably having conversations and sending images back and forth. It was the strangest thing for me, who was not raised with that. So we didn't start out with that as an opportunity. So now it's there, and so people have to kind of create something new in terms of, Hey, I'm sitting right next to a person. How about if I talk to that person? The concept. So So I want to share a whisper that Mm -hmm. Zach shared with me. As we talk about wow and whispering, wow is that expressive, excited energy. It's generally something people can either see or they, they receive something from it. And then they kind of bounce back and forth with it a little bit, whether it's a good wow or a scary wow. But then there's the whispering side of life. And whispers generally sneak up on us. Sometimes we don't hear them. Sometimes they have to whisper in our ear for a little while before we pay attention. So here's what Zach shared with me. She said, the whisper I want to share is recognizing the depth of my spirit's willpower to rise from the ashes and tap deeper into my gifts.
1: Yeah, just thinking about that, like I think, wow, that's deep. (laughs) And that's the whisper that, every time that state of confusion appears the state of clarity is right next to it and that's when you allow yourself to go deeper within your own divine essence to recognize that clarity and that confusion and that's the hugest whisper when i get all time you know i'm writing a program right now and for 6 months i thought i was going to be serving a different audience and i kept on ignoring it and ignoring it and ignoring it like no i want to i want to work with the audience that you know they want transformation from depression the whisper was no that's not who you are anymore and i'm like no but see i was so confused and then i got out of my own way and the clarity came through and that's how i start working with the six figure lifestyle seven figure mindset and i was like okay, I got this. And it's so interesting when we get out of our own way and listen to those whispers and then the downloads come forward and it's like, wow, I've been learning this stuff since I was a teenager. And this wisdom that I have inside of me, you know, it's like I was hiding it because I maybe didn't feel qualified to teach it, but yet I went through it for over 30 years. So it's crazy what we, what we learn within that whisper when we get out of our own
0: way. Mm. And, and you really hit on something that I think might characterize a whisper, which is sometimes you have to hear it more than once. It has to kind of keep knocking on the door, first very quietly, then maybe a little persistently, and then maybe at some point we say, all right, I guess I'll pay attention. What are you trying to tell me? <laughs>
1: yeah. And you know what the funny thing is, Diane, I had so many people ask me if I could write a program like that. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. And I was like, okay, then I when I sat back and listened to like I always say that the universe had to hit me with a two by four in order for me to wake up because it was going on for six months. This isn't like a month or two. This was six months of like, we want you to do this. no. We want you to do this. No. We want you to no you know, and it's like everyone coming at me asking me, Zach, are you going to teach how you got to this point in your life? I'm like, no, no, you know, and it's so funny because sometimes we need to hear it repetitively and repetitively. And then we have to recognize where, how far we've come in that, you know, topic or something like that to say, I think I'm pretty qualified after so many, you know, dried mem- mentorship programs that I've been in and every time I walk into a mentorship program I'm like I could teach this this is so easy and I'm like you know why am I not teaching this if I could say I could teach it you know so now it's like oh no you're teaching this now this is it you're teaching this
0: wow like, that's exciting so now you're in a you, you've accepted the whisper yeah and all of a sudden it sounds like the way you're describing it then turned into a wow for you
1: yeah it's exactly what it was See, in the depths of your darkness you're stronger than you think you are
0: there you go there you go and you went deeper and said oh this is this has been accumulating this gift has been accumulating inside my experience inside my consciousness and now i'm ready to express it i'm ready to share it yes how great is that oh my gosh wow
1: exciting too right
0: Well, on that little note, we're going to take a breath and a pause. We're going to be right back. So all of our listeners, here's a moment for you while we're on the break. Take a listen to what might be whispering in your ear and we'll be right back with you. Thank you for being with us on Wow! Whispering. In each episode, we present a public service announcement that highlights resources committed to uplifting our quality of life. Look for the episode show notes which have links so you can learn more. We are pleased today to be featuring Paralympics. How do we spell that? P-A-R-A-L-Y-M-P-I-C-S. And what it is, is a set of games. Began in Rome in 1960 and featured 400 athletes from 23 countries. And in 1976, Sweden staged the first Paralympic Winter Games. The Games are now the second biggest sporting event in the world. And by the way, if you want to find out more beyond this conversation right here, go to Paralympic.org or go to Facebook to Paralympics or on Twitter at Paralympics. And again, that's P-A-R-A-L-Y-M-P-I-C-S. Now, it was not until after World War II That this idea was widely introduced of sport for athletes who had an impairment or that was piggybacking on what began as the first sport clubs for the deaf in existence in Berlin in 1888. So in 1944, at the request of the British government, Dr. Ludwig Gutman opened a spinal injury center at the Stoke Mandeville Hospital in Great Britain. And in time, rehabilitation sport evolved further to recreational sport and then to competitive sport. On the 29th of July in 1948, the day of the opening ceremony of the London 1948 Olympic Games, Dr. Gutmann organized the first competition for wheelchair athletes which he named the Stoke Mandeville Games. It was a milestone in Paralympics history. They involved 16 injured servicemen and women who took part in archery. And in 1952, Dutch ex-servicemen joined the movement and the international Stoke Mandeville Games were founded. These later became the Paralympic Games in Rome. Since then, they've taken place every four years. And in 1976, the first Winter Games in Paralympics history were held in Sweden. And now both Summer and Winter Games include a Paralympics opening ceremony and closing ceremony. And today, the International Paralympic Committee, the global governing body of the movement, keeps it growing and attracting so much interest and so much excitement about the opportunity for everyone to participate in sports. Thank you. Well, we are back. I am very excited to be with my wonderful guest, Zach Laotis. And Zach is a multi-talented woman. She's a spiritual teacher, intuitive advisor, healer, speaker, and oh my favorite part, she's human. <laughs> I love that you say that out loud because some of us we forget that. We think well i 'm this identity or i 'm that job or i 'm this project or i 'm this relationship, and so bringing this notion of our humanity forward, uh, tell me a little bit more about, a little bit more about what being human might mean for you and what you 've discovered it means for the people you share that with
1: it 's funny that you say that it took me a while to recognize what humanity meant or my humanness meant because I was so stuck in the upper levels of my being. So I was really in my third eye and my crown a lot. And I remember my meditation one day, I heard the earth call me and say, please come for a landing. And I was like, no, no, no. Heaven is much more fun than earth because I always said there's hell on earth. And I heard, no, you need to bring your teachings here. So come grounded, ground yourself and recognize the beauty that awaits you here on earth. And I fought with this for a while because once again, I wasn't listening. I always have to get a two by four over my head in order for me to listen (laughs) and that's cool, you know. But I came for a landing stage fully grounded. I started enjoying what life was offering, meeting people rather than being in this place of woohoo all the time as, as a lot of people call it. I just call it being in heaven and enjoying heaven and the glory that they have in heaven. And I, I started creating that here on earth. And I was like, well, if I could create that in my imagination, in my third eye, if I could create that in my crown area and be in that place, as I always said, like there, this is hell on earth. There's no such thing as heaven on earth. Then if I could create it, is what spirit said, then I could bring it back with me. So finally, I listened to the earth and got grounded and got centered within my knowingness of coming back to the earth Everything that I learned in my heavenly self, being in that upper chakras area, I could start teaching it. And it was so funny because once I got grounded and once I woke up this inner love that there is heaven on earth, I am the heaven on earth, I am the creator of heaven on earth. It became so apparent that I started loving life, to go out there and laugh, to go out there and dance, to go out there and eat the finest foods, to travel, to meet people, to become more culturally aware of how other people are living, regardless if we're in a third world country, it's really we're a one world. There's no such thing as a third world. We're all one. So that's what grounding us and coming back and being human meant to me. It's that connectivity. It's that heart-to-heart conversations, you know. It's that bringing the wisdom that I I received from heaven for so many years because I was up there for about two and a half years too. And um, to bring it down here on earth. And now I always say, man, earth, it's heaven on earth. And it's so funny how through that duality of life that I went through, thinking there is hell on earth and there's no other thing, through that duality, I brought my own heaven on earth and I met so many heavenly people at that time, including yourself, you know, because we got to connect with each other. And if I was up in those higher chakras, I would have never listened to the calling to come to California, to do the, the earthly stuff. I would have been stuck in my own way. And that's such an imbalance. So now I feel like I'm more balanced with my yin and my yang, my spirit and my ego. It's like, Everything just plays this beautiful harmony and intertwining each other. I could hear the angels whispering and playing their musical instruments, but I could hear the earth calling for help too. It's this beautiful mixture of energies just intertwining with each other as I enjoy the earth and as I could tap into heaven as many times as I want. So that's my meaning of coming and being human is to enjoy the pleasures that we get to have here.
0: Oh, what a rich, what a rich conversation. And I will share with you a couple of things that I, I find fascinating that have occurred. As you started to talk about getting grounded, mm-hmm. uh, I'm here in the city, so I have a classic good old 1940s apartment building. I love it here in LA. And next door, my neighbor has a little tiny kiddo. She's a little more than a year old. And this little kiddo is now walking. So I can hear her, and she was, she was walking. And so little kids, when they walk, sometimes they're light on their feet, but sometimes they're heavy on their feet. So it's like boom, 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 boom. I thought, okay, getting grounded with boom, boom, boom. Like getting yes. literally your feet on the ground. Because yes. little bambinos, they can't walk. They need to be carried. And so when they learn how to balance themselves and start walking, it is so important to be grounded because otherwise, oopsie-daisy, you fall down. Yes. And it reminded me, too, as you're talking about the chakras and the crown chakra, that the opposite of that is our root chakra, which is down at the base of our spine. Symbol is the color red, and it's all about literally being grounded. So you're really presencing that energy so well, Zach, that it's a reminder that, as you said, you went from uh, heaven is up there and earth doesn't have any of it, to, oh, heaven and earth together. What What a way to... Present yourself as you walk through each day
1: yes and you and we have to do that because you know going through the tough moments of depression that I went through
0: mm-hmm.
1: I realized I was going through that because I wasn't listening to my spirits calling I was fighting the spirits calling I wasn't listening to that whisper all that time that gave me that wow factor I was hiding from myself so that's why I found as much as I maybe have thought I was grounded, I wasn't grounded. I was lost. I was confused. Mm -hmm. Right. So that allowed me to recognize, okay, if I could feel like this, this is what I'm creating for myself. I'm creating this dark state because there's unhappiness here. So now that I know what I don't want in life, what is it that I really want? Like, what is it that I could bring? So that's that heavenly self. So sometimes we do fall on that so-called, you know, darkness or hell or ego, whatever you want to call it. There's a title to everything, the confusion. You know what, just look the other way and create that light because you know what you don't want. And that's how I I helped myself through, you know, going through depression, coming out to light, balancing my chakras out of all things because I knew the top of my head was on fire and, like, my lower chakras were totally, like, imbalanced. I couldn't walk straight. I couldn't lift my legs. I couldn't even run with my knees for crying out loud. And that's when I was like, hmm, something's wrong here if I can't run.
0: I'm struck with the, the genuine reality that you're sharing of how it was and has been for you as an individual person. And sometimes when we look to ourselves and say, hmm, something's off here, we, we, we reach out and sometimes we, we look for information, but the information feels like it's conceptual and not really uh, grounded in experience. And you're bringing your direct experience. Say, this is how it was for me. Not that everybody goes through things the same way, but in it, people have the opportunity to hear, Zach, that you're sharing that you started to notice your own personal journey and really give it the attention it deserved.
1: Yeah, because we are deserving of the attention, first and foremost, from ourselves.
0: And we all get to really make space for each other to find that path of, of playfulness and joyfulness and self-honoring. And I have, a, I have a dear friend whose real mission in life is to really get people to recognize what self-care is all about. So you're really speaking to that as well. Yeah, I think self-care is really
1: important. It's really important to recognize your self-worth to gain that self-confidence.
0: Absolutely. So I wanted to also say that uh, for those listening, you're listening to Zach Leotis and, and me chat about, well, really the nature of, uh, exploring living, and there's something else that Zach is known for, and that is that she is a soul activator. And this is a very interesting term, because we, you know, we hear words that are familiar familiar to us, and we've heard the word soul, and we've heard the word activation or activator. But to put them together could mean different things to different people. So I'm intrigued with what that phrase uh, makes present for you, Zach.
1: Mm, beautiful question. A soul activator is someone that could activate your soul in order, in order for you to see who you are in your divine essence and your divine birthright, to recognize your self-worth, your confidence, to recognize everything that the universe is waiting to present to you when you get out of your own way.
0: I like that. Now, there are some traditions that say we have a soul in some say we are a soul, and some say we don't even have one, we're spirits. So there's many different languages and ways to language things. And this is just even in the world of, you know, my little tiny piece of earth, which is mostly through the English language. You know, there's so many languages that are available to us. And you're talking about being in Ecuador and really tuning into the language that almost goes beyond words
1: yeah, your soul is your heart. And when you open up your heart and spew out all that darkness that you held to and allow for that light to come through, I feel like that's your soul at its purest, highest essence. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny that you talk about the spirit and the soul because I've had this conversation with spirit. I'm like, why do we have a spirit and a soul? And they're like, well, your soul is your divine essence and the spirit is something that roams around town. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me, explain, you know? So I'm having this conversation with my spirit guides and they're like, well, you come to this earth with two spiritual guides. And I'm like, okay. And one stays with you throughout this whole process. And I said, okay, so the other spirit that will guide you doesn't stay with you throughout the whole spiritual process. It leaves you every time you get activated, every time you uplevel yourself and new spirit comes forward and helps you through this process. And I was like, oh, so our spirit is just like a wandering light force and our soul is our heart. Yes. I was like, okay, I got it. So I t- when I, I got that teaching, I was like, okay, mind, body, soul, spirit. Because we want to activate even the spirits, the new spiritual energies to come around us. And they could be human beings because we all have the spirit. We're all connecting and intertwining with ourselves. But the soul recognizes someone else that maybe you haven't even met. You know, and you have this, you know, have you ever said to yourself, Diane, I feel like I know you, but I just met you.
0: Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. That's like that soul connection, you know, but it's our spirit guides it's the spirits that are around us that brought us together
0: yes something maybe bigger than our individual identity or or Mm -hmm. manifestation and you're you're reminding me of something else in the equation which is there are many traditions certainly oftentimes native people's traditions that look to honor the aliveness inside The stone people, the animal world, and oftentimes people will take on a totem. And that is a spirit guide that might present in an animal form to really give you qualities that we see in a group of animals that have certain characteristics that really stand out and make them unique from some other group of animals. And then we have the air spirits and the water spirits and the earth and all these elements that in many different cultures have become part of the underpinnings we don't even really talk about anymore. We just we just live with that unconscious memory that connects us to the rest of life here on the planet. So I'm you're you're sparking a lot here.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny because when you're saying uh, when you're talking about animal totems, I hear yeah, yours is like Noah's Ark. <laughs> I have so many different animals that come to me. I have a lot of dogs that come to me. I see a lot of dogs in spirit that have passed that still come to me that I've known or find me because there's dogs that are always around me, so they'll just all hang out. But you know, when I'm uncovering something or trying to figure out something, I become the eagle that's flying over the clouds to figure out what's going on. I have a friend that says, Zach, get out of your eagle spirit animal and become a monkey. You need to be a monkey, Zach. And I'm like, <laughs> Hard to be a monkey, and he's like, No, you have to be a monkey. So he describes life with animals, spirit animals that we could call on that bring their teachings, their light, their essence of who they are into our life. So I love, I love all that stuff.
0: <laughs> well, it's such a rich aspect for imagining, for uh, inventing, for meditating. and mm-hmm. I, I'm mindful of the Chinese zodiac, which is all animals. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Western zodiac tends to be a combination of more some of the animal spirits, but also some of the mythical kind of godlike and goddess spirits. And other traditions have more birds in them. And, and there's, even a, there's even a Celtic uh, tradition of the tree spirits, where there are many different tree spirits that you can consider be connected with your birth date and your birth time and all that. They give you a quality that we think of, well, trees, they don't even walk around anymore. Well, yeah, they kind of, they grow. And we're now learning about, oh, I was reading some wonderful scientific studies about trees communicating with each other through their upper branches and leaving space for each other to grow. And they will accommodate each other and sort of manage their growth to give their neighbors room to grow as well it's fascinating
1: no i think i read that same article you're talking about and i'm like trees are more intelligent than we even give them credit for that's why i love hugging trees but i don't know if you read this article a tree has a heartbeat and i'm like yeah i feel that because when i hug a tree it feels like it's healing my heart so from its heart to my heart i know this tree has a heartbeat for sure so everything is so fascinating and you know, it's so funny as you're speaking this, I could always, I hear in my mind is that I am that I am, I am everything. So we are the trees, we are the birds, we are the animals, we are the air, we are the water, we are the wind, we're everything. And when we get into that essence, I remember my spirit guides put me through the teachings of I am that I am. And I had to walk around the street and I would see a a piece of dog doo-doo there. And I'm like, I am that I am. That's not, I'm not really a piece of crap. And they're like, no, no, you are that, you are that broken car. You are that war. You are that fight. And I'm just like, okay. So I became one with everything. And when you become one with everything, whether it's your suffering or your light, things start to like open up and create change and make sense. And it's like, it's the weirdest thing, but yet, so the liberating (laughs) and, you know amazing things so it's incredible what we could do when we get out of our own way i keep on hearing that whoever needs to get out of your own way get out of your own way
0: (laughs) so you're reminding me of another uh aspect to the wow whispering uh vision that i was given for this podcast i talked about the heart of communication and the other phrase that is part of it is high performance communication Now, how that came to me was I have spent decades in the world of marketing, which is all about creating conversations to see if there's an opportunity to exchange value and benefit. We think of it as, well, what the heck does that mean? Well, I think of it as being something that's present in sports, it's present in acting and performance on stage, and it's also present in exactly this wonderful world of symbolism and animal life and spirit life where when you allow yourself to receive a message, how do you communicate it effectively in a way that it can bring value to somebody you share with? Mm-hmm. And you know, you've been doing that in our conversation today and saying, This is my journey. Here's some of the bumps and the really difficult things along the way that I've encountered. And here's what I did to find myself now uh, creating an opportunity to give myself a chance to get out of the maybe there are some stuck or could have sat stagnating places and now you're in a real momentum place, but you're sharing all that. And that's a, that's a high performance communication because you're doing it out of the generosity of saying, maybe there's something that somebody will hear in this that will be useful for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you say that because every day I always say words need to impact at least one person. So. They don't have to impact the world, but if we could change one person and that one person changes another person through their words, through their journey, I would say I'm the storyteller. No, I was, I laughed because I would say Jesus was a storyteller, but he truly was. So I am that storyteller. And when I, when I tell my stories, it's with an intention to help someone. So they realize that they're not alone, that, you know, suffering is not only what they're going through, but a lot of people are going through. And yeah, you might see other people going through suffering, but It's not the same as your suffering, but at the same time, the journey may be different, but the pain is still the same. So, if we could all give that high performance, you know, communication and having that intention to help people through it, then yeah, like that's what we're put on this earth to do. And I always say, our little star seeds and our little, um, I hear the word aliens are coming now into the world so they could fix up what we are ruining. And, you know, we came into this world to help communicate, I guess, for the older generation or whoever it may be, but we're all put on this earth for a reason to help one another, you know? So Um, uh,
0: you brought up the word aliens and I'm mindful of the fact that in the world of television, at least uh, the, 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 shows I've come across, we have things like star Trek and third rock from the sun to go from really, you know, very philosophical, Uh, storylines and storytelling through Star Trek, which touched a lot of people's hearts, even after it was shut off the air, it just stayed popular for decades. And then Third Rock from the Sun, which was a comedy in which some aliens come along and they show up looking at humans and then they discover, oh my gosh, this human experience. Wow, this is really something else. (laughs) And they grow to love the human beings that they're surrounded with and really become very fond of something that's foreign to them. So this idea that we can... Be there for others who are not us and having different experiences, but really honor them and really acknowledge them and just really be present with just acknowledging them, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's about releasing that judgment and recognizing the true value in every person, regardless if you don't agree with their message or not. It's just about allowing them to be who they are. And maybe they're going through that journey and that's their message. But in a year from now or whenever, they could change their message because they've grown and they evolved. Like, I'm not who I was, you know, five years ago today.
0: Oh, Zach, you, we, we need this so much. I'm so glad you're presencing that. We, we as humanity and we as people in different nations and we as people chattering away on the airwaves, we so need this. Mm-hmm. So thank you for presencing that and everything today. You know, I could talk with you forever and we'll have another conversation on online in the future. But right now, i want to thank you for bringing yourself here. All the new energy after your retreat, you suddenly burst forward with whatever else you're going to put into the world. And is there anything you want to share as we sayonara with our folks today?
1: I want to leave people with giving themselves permission to be authentically who they are, unapologetically, because at the end of the day, if you're trying to be like the Joneses, it's really not you. So just be your own Jones and just be you, authentically you in your truth in your confidence in your stance in your words that are going to be vibrating in someone else's heart. Because at the end of the day, we're all put here for a reason and we're here to share our light and share even our darkness because in that darkness, we find our light with others. So be you and stay true to you.
0: Well, thank you for being that yourself. And thank you for being here with me. It's been an honor to have this lively conversation with you.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, Diane. It's been so much fun. And we could do this all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. And thank you for those who are listening because you are really the source of this conversation. You are the reason that we're having this conversation. And thank you all in your lives, what what you have done, what you're about to do and the difference you're going to make for the people in your lives. And we will be talking with you very soon. Take care. What a pleasure to be with you in the world of wow whispering. As we complete this episode, I invite you to notice the wows and whispers that enliven or challenge as they fulfill life for you in both tiny moments and transforming experiences. I wish you the very best until we meet next time.